right, welcome back to another amazing edition of the official 615 podcast. Many thanks last week to Zanies for letting us crash their party. We had a great time. As always, Joe, I'm a good friend. The Pokester, Greg Pogue, and uh, what a great show we have for this week. We do, and we are recording this at Kitchen Notes in the Omni Nashville Hotel. Our good buddy, Music City Todd Rotermel, has opened up the uh, doors and said, come on in. So we're uh, at uh, Kitchen Notes uh, today for this one. It'd be a lot of fun. Again, the podcast brought to you by good friends at Wilson County Hyundai. Go to their website, wilsoncountyhyundai.com. And there's a reason so many Hyundais in Middle Tennessee on the back, you will see Wilson County because they sell a lot because they do a great job. Payne Bone and his staff go above and beyond to make sure you get the perfect car and the perfect deal Check them out at wilsoncountyhyundai.com. Our guest for the official 615 podcast, a long time, the executive director of the National Sports Council, Trans Perfect Music City Bowl, will be Tuesday, Thursday, rather, December 30th, 2 p.m., Tennessee and Purdue, ESPN. It's going to be packed, and the big orange coming to town, the Boilermakers back in town. Scott, uh, congratulations. What a perfect – I know you're, you're happy as can be with this matchup. Well, I am for a couple of reasons. One, it, you're right. I, I really think the atmosphere and the energy is going to be incredible with uh, two or three days leading up in downtown Nashville and then the stadium being full really creates a great environment for the players, which we always strive for. But, uh, you know, it's hard to sell out. And, uh, you know, I think we got a great chance this year to do that. And, uh, and then the second reason is a bounce back from last year's cancellation. I, I mean, we certainly weren't alone in the live event world, especially in Nashville. But, uh, you know, that was disappointing and, and uh, something everybody had to kind of get through. But uh, to kind of have that in the rearview mirror and have a, a couple teams really excited to be here and their fan base is excited to be here and uh, what looks like a great matchup on the field is, uh, is really uh, icing on the cake. What's the last year been like for you? Well, I, I hate to put us in a in, in the only place that you know a lot of people in this town were in, but uh, anytime you did live events, as you know, Joe, you've been around, Greg, uh, you know it was tough. I the the hardest part administratively was what if, what if, what if, yeah. what if, because you always felt like it was going to end at some point, and you kept planning, you kept changing your plans, you kept kind of kicking the can down the road. And then you get to a game date and you cancel. Uh, you know, we had two or three, like marathon, we had that rescheduled. We got to the week of, ready to set up, cancel. Uh, bowl game, we were ready to go. We had the field painted. We had the signage hung, 48 hours. And uh, Missouri called and had too many COVID cases, canceled. So mm. I, I think the disappointment from a staff standpoint, again, it was shared with the music industry and the sports industry and everybody else that worked in live events. But the disappointment of kind of having to prepare and not being able to do it because that's what we like to do for a living. We love to do events. We love to welcome people here and represent the city. And uh, you weren't able to do that last year. What did you do on that day? Do you remember? Oh, good question. Uh, well, thank you, Jeff. <laughs> good question. You, you, you know, it, it, I, I don't really remember yeah. the, the day of. <laughs> I, I remember watching some of my other friends' bowls game, bowl games. Uh-huh. I remember I was sitting at home because we were working from home the day I got the call from Jim Sturk and the AD at Missouri saying the call I don't want to make and the call you don't want to get, I'm mm. making right mm. now. And so then having to kind of go through, call your sponsor, call ESPN, call the SEC, call Iowa, um, 
So you had to make all the stadium. calls that no one wanted to make, right? Yeah, and no I did. one wanted to receive. It, it's the old saying, what's that, Greg? It all runs downhill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was in the middle of the hill, yeah, I think. Yeah. You were pushing <laughs> it, was, it down the hill, it, right? it, it flowed down to me, then I had to keep it flowing. <laughs> um, but uh, that day I remember pretty vividly. Um, mm. Because the other thing, if you go back in time there, the bombing, unfortunately, on Christmas Day. The the teams, we had already kind of condensed the window because we didn't know our teams until December 20th with all the weird scheduling and the delays of the championship games. And we were going to have about eight or 10,000 people, and it looked like we were going to. That was the max. Uh, but they had really condensed their their travel windows because of the, the year. And they were going to come in and out, play the game, and um, – the bombing happened, both university presidents, the coaches, the ADs were, were pretty concerned about coming to Nashville. You know, they were going to come on the, the 28th and, and uh, play on the 30th, and, and uh, they were concerned about safety of their family. They, they didn't know the relationship of downtown where the bombing was in relation to the stadium and where they were going to be and, um, you know, were there any more concerns. And fortunately, um, Metro government, uh, police, uh, Chief Drake, uh, the F or TBI at the time, the Titans, um, all kind of helped me respond to them to kind of call the fears that, hey, we've got it under under, under plan. You're going to come to the hotel. You're going to play the game. And Burke Nyhill, to his credit, called uh, both ADs and said, hey, if the Titans played uh, tomorrow, we'd be able to play. So I think that calmed the fears. And then 24 hours later, we got the call from mm -hmm. Missouri about COVID. So it was, uh, it was a whirlwind 48 hours there of emotions. Yeah. And uh, um, one I'm glad uh, is behind us. Uh, let's talk the positive now. I mean, now Tennessee and Purdue coming here, and uh, Tennessee's been here 2010, 2016. They bring, of course, it's the home team, home state, bring a lot of people. But I just think this year it was so great to have them here because not a lot of people are traveling, at least for two mm -hmm. or three days. But they're going to come, and they're going to sell that stadium over there. And so I think that's a win-win for everybody involved. Yeah, I mean, throughout the uh, the selection process in the last two or three weeks, uh, there's a lot of discussion both with our group, but I think also with the other cities and, and the conferences about some regionality, if you could. There was still a lot of apprehension out there, especially in other parts of the country, about kind of long-distance travel. And uh, the thought was, hey, coming out of COVID, coming out of that year, can we do the best we can, at least regionally, and give fans a chance to follow their team? So. I'll just take the SEC because it's fresh in my head. But if you kind of look at where some of the bowls are, are going, or some of the teams are going with the bowls, you got South Carolina and Charlotte, you got LSU and Houston, you got Mississippi State and Memphis, you got Auburn and uh, Auburn and Birmingham, you got Tennessee and Nashville. So you've got a lot of um, opportunity for their fan base to kind of attend and not have to commit to a long distance travel that that usually occurs in the bowl and and then we were doubly um lucky to kind of be able to get purdue we had a great experience with them in 18 um had a lot of conversation with them would you be interested in coming back and they were elated to come back they wanted to come back their fans had a great time coach Brom, i think wants a little retribution of how they played against <laughs> Auburn, um you know too so you know i think we've got two fan bases that like and want to come to nashville tennessee obviously has a big alumni base here and 
a chance for them to see the Vols play in Coach Heupel's first year. So it all worked out, Joe, this year, and we couldn't be more happy about it and looking forward to uh, Bowl Week. The official 615 podcast, we are at Kitchen Notes in the Omni National Hotel. Our guest, Scott Ramsey, Executive Director of the National Sports Council and the trans-perfect Music City Bowl for years and years, Dan Crockett, Franklin American Mortgage. He sold his company. Now a new sponsor, trans-perfect. Tell us about the new sponsor. Yeah, you know, it was uh, it's one of those things that um, I, I think uh, we all still w- work in the world of relationships. And uh, uh, TransPerfect is a private company. Uh, they do international language translation services. Um, they were looking for an opportunity to, to uh, showcase their brand. But more importantly, they wanted a, a platform to entertain clients. And uh, their clients are worldwide, international. We've all used their services, whether you call you know, and, and wanted a German translation to getting an airline ticket. They're, they're, <laughs> they're staffing the phone banks. Uh, we all see in everything we buy now, all the printed materials that come in different languages. So they're a, a extremely successful, maybe the worldwide leader in what they do, uh, very behind the scenes, but they wanted to bring a lot of their clients to Nashville, entertain them for four or five days, center around college football. The two founders of the company were University of Florida grads, so they're ingrained in Southern SEC football, yeah. and SEC Big Ten, ESPN. So it was a great opportunity for them to showcase and bring a lot of people to the city. And as the city's growing, they want to be here. Amazon, uh, you know, Oracle, you've got Oracle yeah. coming. You got Bridgestone. You got Nissan. You got Mitsubishi. You've got all these uh, companies here that are their clients, or probably soon will be, uh, given all the international uh, flavor that our city's now in, in, encompassing. I'm told that they love. Nashville that Transperfect loves Nashville. They do. Uh, they they're a very differently structured company in that they have offices worldwide and uh, staff worldwide, um, and uh, they really I think are going to probably establish an office here. They have a lot of clients, and and I think the bowl game hopefully will be a long term play for them. And uh, we're excited about having them. It, disappointing go you because know, we aligned uh, the first year of our new SEC Big Ten ESPN agreements last year. So we're technically in year two. So we're ready to kick it off and and uh, had to make the call to cancel. And you know what? They couldn't have been better partners considering they've never gone through anything with us. So we were still kind of in the feeling out part and kind of walking through how the process works and how we get our teams and all that, which was really weird last year and didn't have much planning cycle. And uh, they've just been great partners so far. And I'm really excited for them to come and and uh, bring their their employees and their clients here, which are going to be two or 300 strong and really enjoy the city and then enjoy a great game and, and great broadcast. They're international translators. Is that basically the yeah, Joe? You could help them translate <laughs> some of the some of the I'm stuff you, that, that you that. hear around here. That, that's funny, Greg, because Joe and I were thinking they need to translate <laughs> you. Yeah, right. By that Kentucky twang of mine. Well, don't let him fool you. He's a big Jeff Brom fan because yeah, the Western there Kentucky you go. connection. The, the Hilltoppers uh, got to know Jeff when he was up there. Did a good job with my alma mater. I remember the very first Music City Bowl, uh, Virginia <laughs> Tech in <do> <laughs> Alabama at Vanderbilt's uh, stadium. 
And still I, cold I, from that day. Yeah, and I can still <laughs> yes. remember. I think first time I, and only time uh, I've been a member of the media, I've been asked to chip ice off the field <laughs> so we could play a game. And I just and you uh, did. I did. To your oh, I was down right. there. Hey, you know. Well, of course, uh, Rick Regent didn't give uh, you any options. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, he he was going there. You, you, you. <laughs> Come on. here. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, th- it's amazing from from the genesis of the, all of this. Yeah, it is. I, I remember back, I, you know, we sit around um, and maybe have a beverage here and there and talk about that day. But uh, I don't know how long we have. But, boy, there's some incredible kind of uh, visions and memories uh, that you go right back to that day. I don't know if you remember if that day started out about 70 degrees and it dropped like 40 degrees <laughs> in like five hours and went from pretty nice to sleet to ice to ice. Yeah. And uh uh, one bank of the uh, of the lights at Vanderbilt didn't work, and it was the side where Virginia Tech was going to warm up, and uh, uh, we had to get the university electrician come in. He had his hot gloves on. He stuck his hand into that box and didn't come on at first. So ESPN was thinking we're not going to have a game on broadcast. And I'm I remember calling my wife saying I think I better get my resume ready because <laughs> we're one and done with this bowl game thing. And uh, barely it got on in time for them to warm up and um you're right uh volunteers chipping ice in the in the stairways of the of the stadium but the stadium was packed and um you know it really kind of now you look back and you kind of kind of think about how far we've come uh, as a city as an event and really as a sports destination because at that time you know we were uh, still building the stadium the arena was right. less than a year old and uh uh, pretty dynamic changes in 25 years. I remember when the, that bowl game was announced, I was working in news. I'm thinking, oh, bowl game, that's a nice, cute little thing, but not sure. And then the next year was Kentucky-Syracuse. Mm-hmm. Right. And then you saw, oh, my goodness, there's something here. Well, I, you know, I I think uh, if I look back and kind of put it in in big big year perspective, I, I think we, we, we kind of got in at the time where Atlanta, I'm going to put in the same kind of parallel here, where you started seeing travel patterns change from I'm going to go a whole week to Florida or South Southern California or somewhere to I really want that four, three or four day getaway between the holidays. And I think by the time we got to the late 2000s, probably 10, 12 years ago, that was ingrained. And really the, the long distance travel bowls were really starting to struggle with attendance. Now, they were still a great destination for the coaches because they got better weather to practice and all that. But from a fan standpoint, Boy, they love coming to Nashville three and a half, four days. They love going to land. They could get in and out. They could love to go to these regional places. And I think we really um, were able to kind of benefit from that. And and now it's really the prevalent kind of preference on the fan side. The Music City Center, a game changer in a lot of things uh, that you can do because of it's what it what it is, one of the largest, uh, I guess, outside of Vegas, maybe in the world, right? Or, or the country. Well, I. Uh, you know, from our standpoint, Greg, it's it's probably only been a few events where we've used it, mm-hmm. but it was uh, the few events that we landed, we had to have it. Right. So it, it's one of those assets that um, certainly has been a game changer for downtown Nashville, for the hotel industry. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I'll go back to the first event that we, we weren't able to get, that we were able to get once that was done was the Women's Final Four. But then we use it for the NHL All-Star Game. We use it for the draft. We've used it for... Uh, some other events, and and certainly uh, not every event needs a convention space for a huge fan activation. I think we'll see that probably a little bit with SummerSlam coming with WWE this summer. 
Um, the Grand Prix didn't use it, but they made down the road. So it's an asset that certainly as the events have gotten bigger and broader and more, um, more wide as far as just the game day itself, uh, it's certainly an asset for us. I'd love it just uh, the way Nashville's evolves from that first bowl game and going on. And I remember Greg and I went to the 2014 Notre Dame LSU. And to me, that's, I know all your favorite bowls are the ones that sell out. I get that, but I'll tell you <laughs> I, that something about that day, those programs, seeing them in Nashville, what it came down the field goal, Notre Dame mm-hmm. won. To me, that was like, Oh my gosh, we got something really, really special here. That's that stands out to me. Yeah. You know, one of the misconceptions a little bit is that you just put this together last week and it's going to be this year and we'll put another one together next next <laughs> December. Right. So the, the the chance to really elevate your game, A, you're only able to do it once to kind of showcase your game and your city and your event and your hospitality and all the all the events that were related to it. But more importantly, you're able, we were only able to negotiate with the conferences for that position once every four years, now once every six years. So – you know, you've got to kind of, you know, look at those in kind of pods or groupings, and we're able to kind of get better in each pod. And I really felt like that. A, our city got better, but B, we got better. And the reputation among the ADs and the coaches and the fans really kind of accelerated. The Nashville was a great trip. It, it just wasn't a leftover. <laughs> and, uh, right. you know, because we were early on, but, I mean, nobody knew about us, and we were trying to establish a reputation, and, um, you know, the stadium was new. So, um you know, I, that's the thing. Uh, you know, everybody looks, oh, we, what are we going to have this year? I said, well, what we've got this year, we negotiated six years ago. <laughs> you know, <laughs> SEC basketball. Oh, we got it this year. We're going to get it next year. I, well, we've got it for 12 years because, you know, you've got to kind of plan out. So, um, you know, I think that's the thing that um, that we've been most proud of. You're listening to the official 615 podcast broadcasting from the Omni National Hotel at Kitchen Notes. This is brought to you by our good friends at Wilson County Hyundai. Check the website out, wilsoncountyhyundai.com. See all the great deals, all the great prices. Payne Bone and his staff down there do an absolutely perfect job of putting you in the right car. Check them out at Wilson County Hyundai. Again, I want to thank Todd Rotermail, Music City. Todd, uh, we are at Kitchen Notes, Omni National Hotel, of course, Bob's, Steakhouse, all the different things, Bongo Java, Makara Spa. Just want to thank uh, Todd uh, for letting us, uh, sort of giving us the keys to the castle. He, yes, he has. Yes, he has. Uh, Scott, I go back to about 15 years ago. I remember when you guys, there would be like the softball tournament coming to Hendersonville, bringing so many people around. And now to see how you guys at the Sports Council have evolved with the final four and with the bowl game. I mean, it is, you guys kind of grew with the city. I think. I, did. I you know, I, I think, um, I, I think from that viewpoint, Joe, um, that, um, every event that we did early on really laid the foundation for bigger and better. If, if that's a, a fair statement, because sure. re- even the youth and the grassroots events are, are big and they're important. But when you start thinking about women's final four, NHL all-star NHL draft, um, a 12 year an, an unprecedented 12 or 15 year agreement to have the sec men's basketball tournament, the second largest marathon, half marathon Ironman does and rock and roll series to the growth of the bowl game to this year, we're going back to the U.S. Figure Skating Olympic Trials and National Championships, which was the first event in the arena right after the bowl to a stadium series event. So I, I think the infrastructure, the financial um, cost, and the planning cycle and time on these larger events take so much longer. It's very difficult now to kind of also blend in a ton of grassroots things. A, the availability of hotels and venues – 
yeah. uh, really make it difficult. And right now it, it's, it's so, so much in demand that, uh, you know, we, we've kind of gotten into the, the bigger events, which we've aspired to do, and I think earned the right to do. And I think we do them extremely well, or as well as any city in the country. So uh, from that standpoint, it's, uh, it's been pretty gratifying to see where we've, where we've come from. And at the same time, we did it the right way by kind of earning our way up. Speaking of where people come from, Indiana boy, Scott Ramsey, right? Where are you from? Uh, a little small town called Middletown, which is uh, about 30 miles northeast of Indianapolis by Anderson and Muncie and Newcastle. And, and uh, yeah, I grew up there, played golf at Old Dominion. And uh, we moved down here in 1995 when the arena was a hole in the ground. And, um, <laughs> Music City Center was a parking lot. They just haven't kicked me out yet, Greg. Yeah. Kind of like <laughs> what you always say. Yeah. You know, it's a day-by-day world, isn't it? <laughs> but uh, how does an Indiana boy get out to Old Dominion? I mean, it, were basketball in your blood, obviously? Basketball is in my blood, but, uh, you know, I he decided. He knocked the snot out of the golf ball. That's I, why. I did. I was fortunate enough to get a golf scholarship <laughs> there and uh, had some basketball offers, but uh, decided to play golf in college and, and – uh, it was a great decision. What brought you to Nashville? Excuse me, Joe. Right. What brought you to Nashville? Well, I know you guys still know Jenny Hannon really well. And, sure. Um, uh, it's, a, it's really kind of a cool story there. Jenny's grandmother and my grandmother were inseparable best friends in Indianapolis. Wow. And uh, um, so we knew each other, but we didn't, you know, we lived an hour apart. So um, she was starting the sports council under, um, at the time, Mayor Bredesen. And uh, 95 they built the arena they landed figure skating they were bidding on other events and she was kind of a one-man show and and called and and asked if i'd come down and join the staff and um i'm still here 26 years later and they haven't kicked me out so, <laughs> so uh, but jenny transitioned over the preds and right. ran their foundation for a long time and um we now that's when Innsworth, we, right yeah yeah no no and that's no. when we started She's the friends of, uh, War, of friends Park. Warner Park. that's right and so because yeah. uh, we did a story uh, with her not too long ago and we talked about those days yeah. of starting out and she said it was like climbing a mountain. It was. But you would just, you know, step by step by step. And so uh, we talked to her this summer. So she's doing fantastic, mm-hmm. taking yep. on the role over sure, there sure. for our wonderful parks around the city. So that's yep. great. You brought great. Like Greg has always said, everything in this world is about relationships. And the fact that your grandmother knew her grandmother <laughs> is, there you go. Yeah, yeah, you can't make that up. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah, I, I actually talked to Jenny the other day and uh, we stay in touch uh, periodically and uh, uh my mom and her mom still uh, touch base occasionally because that was the grandmother connection. That's fantastic. And, uh, well, so I it's, a sm- the, it's a small world. The National Sports Council, though, actually started as a speakers bureau. We did with with our and we would be remiss. <laughs> yeah, we did with and with Rick, with Rick Regan. Uh, oh. And then the, and we'd yep. be remiss not to you know say something Rick. about yeah, yeah, yeah I, the, I, we lost him. We did. And, uh, you know, I know you guys, when, when we lost Rick, uh, had a lot of great tributes, but, uh, still every time you hear the word volunteer, you think mm-hmm. of Rick, not yeah. just cause you're a Tennessee fan, but, but the hours and the time and passion he gave, but you're right. Uh, at the time the sports council started the, there was a quarterback club. I forget exactly what they called it, but we merged and kind of built that series as a foundation of support, uh, members and supporters in general and people we get volunteer for events and, um, you know, it, uh, it's still to this day is part of our sports council. Our membership programs kind of, uh, what's grown out of that, that, uh, quarterback club, uh, that these have them down Maryland farm oh, yeah. and, and the meetings all the time. So, <laughs> that's great. Uh, oh yeah. yeah. I to, that you know. was with every month. Go yeah. some, see yep. somebody Preston speak. Man. That's how <laughs> it started. Yeah, it is. I would, if I am uh, a recruiter from another city, I, I look at you. Does that make sense? I mean, I know you're very humble, but if I want to build something, 
from what you got. I would I would look at you first. I mean, I, and I'm not talking about if somebody's reached out to you, whatever. Yeah. But well, yeah, how many job here? offers have you had? <laughs> I, I I was waiting on that. I was waiting on the money talk from Joe. Um, I, you know, I I I've just really enjoyed being here. I, I've enjoyed where we are now of of this kind of conversation of of how the city has really kind of been so collaborative and so together and so many kind of uh, partnerships that my my peers and my counterparts don't don't have you know um you have professional teams that don't really want events in their in their event in their venues you've got cities and corporations that really don't want to partner and help recruit something you have struggles getting volunteers having funding um and man, I, I tell you what, I'm not sure there's a better campus setting that we have in Nashville for events to be able to market. Uh, do we have a dome? No. Do we have uh, 50 Fortune 500 countries like Atlanta? No. But I'm telling you what, we're getting there, and the events that we have are setting new bars. We changed how the NHL All-Star Games run. We changed the NFL draft, I think, forever. We've changed how the SC basketball tournament wanted to anchor here and not move around the South. Um, so I think we've collaboratively done more than many cities, and maybe we were the little engine that could or should yeah. or wanted to. Uh, but it's kind of been fun now kind of being here and seeing some of the successes that we're having. It's not easy still. You know, the bigger events, there's more money to raise and more uh, more stress and more volunteers and more infrastructure and more coordination and a lot of things that can kind of go wrong, more higher profile. So you do make a mistake and it's on the front page rather than page eight. Right. And, um, <laughs> you know, where it was before. So, uh, you know, it's it's certainly not gotten easier, but uh, it, it's been pretty rewarding. We've loved living here. We've raised our family here. We have a granddaughter now. And, uh, you wow. know, we. Uh, what What are uh, you called? Whatever she wants to call uh, me. <laughs> She's only 18 months, okay. so she hasn't really got it got out the, yet. Get, and, yeah. and honestly, Greg, it doesn't matter. Oh, man. Oh. So our four kids, you would think, moved down to number two in the, in the slot, in the batting order. <laughs> but they aren't even on the aren't even yeah. on the starting lineup. They're so far down from her and being number one. Uh, do so. you do you go will you go visit Purdue this I know you're busy. Do you go visit Purdue in yeah. Knoxville? And you, you know we used to, but everything has gotten the, the technology now is so so great that you can get it done. They're they bring a staff down here. They're actually coming tonight. Um, and uh, tomorrow they'll walk through where they went to meeting rooms at Opryland, how they want to set that up, their nice. daily schedule, their transportation, their practice sites, their uh, the things they need and, and sit down with the staff and kind of go through everything. Tennessee's coming tomorrow night. They'll be here Thursday. So usually that kind of handles it now. I used to kind of go, we used to, you know, when you actually mailed letters and had to call everybody and couldn't <laughs> send all the documents, everything we did. But now it seems like we handle everything when they come here. You ever done a Zoom call? You ever? <laughs> I didn't until about 18 months ago. <laughs> I miss seeing people. Is that yeah, weird? I mean, it, I'm, no. I've been kind of an introvert, but I miss you and Greg. Yeah. I miss seeing people. Yeah, we did too last year. It, it was tough with staff. And, you know, A, we don't have a deep enough staff. And we, when we were ready to do events, you didn't want all your staff in quarantine, and then you couldn't run the event. So by working through Zoom and everybody at home, if – if you lost one or two, you didn't lose all eight <laughs> right. if we were in the office because of quarantine rules back then. So you had to play – you feel like you are playing defense the whole time last year, even though you were trying to prepare to do do events and be ready for it, and we were. Um, but um, it's great having everybody back in the office and the camaraderie and being able to walk around, see people, and 
joke around a little bit and everything else. Absolutely. Blue Bonnet Bowl. Does that sound familiar? Last time Purdue, Tennessee played. <laughs> right. How about that? Lord. In Nin- Houston, right? 1979. In the Astrodome. So, that's right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and so, you know, people, you, you know, I told you the day that you're going to get repeat teams. Yeah but not repeat matchups. Right. And we, we try not to. Right. <laughs> but yeah, this is a great example of that. Yes. You know, in Tennessee, Purdue, you think not that far apart, regional, two power conferences, uh, 1979, last time I played 42 years ago. Yes. And I just think having them come together here in this Music City Bowl is good because, you know, Purdue knocked off, was it Iowa? Tennessee's they had, on yeah, the uptick. They, they had two top five wins at the time. Michigan State and Iowa both were in the top five when they won this year. So, um Hey, they're bringing down a really good offensive team, and I, I know I know Coach Brown would like to redeem himself a little bit, but uh, boy, Tennessee's offense has been clicking too under Hi- uh, Coach Heupel, and I, I'm really kind of fingers crossed that uh, we've got one of those great offensive bowl game shootouts this year yeah. that that comes down to the end. So. You listen to the official 615 podcast, Scott Ramsey, Executive Director of the Nashville Sports Council and the TransPerfect Music City Bowl. We are at Kitchen Notes in the Omni Nashville Hotel. Your wish list. Look, let's look. Let's look ahead. Three, five, seven, eight years from now. What's give me Scott Ramsey's wish list? Well, first I hope I'm still here. Well, okay. Well, they <laughs> haven't Joe, run you Joe's off trying to ship me off somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I think he got you. I'd hire you in a second. I, I'm a little yeah. nervous here yeah. leaving. I, you I, are now. Um, you're not ahead of the Donaldson <laughs> Music City. Uh, music, I got it. McGavick uh, this weekend. Well, so. meet, you meet at McGavick and, and uh, start at, talking uh, to all my Hendersonville uh, buddies. Uh, see if uh, they uh, need uh, help. And the uh, what's a week at Fletcher's <laughs> in Donaldson? Well, look, I, you know, I I think. I think we've all had that that list here of where we've gotten as a city and that, uh, you know, you'd love to have, I think, the three events that that would be really cool to have. One, Super Bowl, two, National Championship game, college, and three, men's Final Four. You know, I, I think those three now, can we have them right now? No, we don't have the facility in the Mid-South to host the outdoor games and the infrastructure at the stadium itself. Um and and that's not a knock on the stadium. I'm just saying, you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna compete against Mercedes Benz and AT and T Stadium and and all these Lucas places, Oil, Lucas yeah. Oil, yeah. and some of these things, um, you know, it, it it is what it is. And we're we're hopeful that someday we'll have that opportunity. Um, you know, men's final four, you can't bid on without fifty thousand seats under roof. So Ugh. that that limits it. So, but think of Nashville and the downtown campus we create with those events and and the dynamic connectivity and with the East Bank development Oracle platform and Nashville yards and all in fifth and Broadway, all these things have been added in the last four or five years. Think about the energy that could be created for a men's final four. For example, we've all been there and seen the cities like Indianapolis that really can contain that energy and atmosphere, or you go to Dallas and it's all spread out and think about the, the be able to kind of really create that, um, that city like field downtown. So music city bowl, then uh, you got what a day to rest and then the figure skating. <laughs> yeah, actually uh, we start rolling in the second. So uh, January 3rd <laughs> through night, uh, I, I tell you, that's going to be a special event. Uh, certainly Scott Hamilton being a Nashville native now, iconic figure in figure skating, but a 25 years anniversary of when we had a first sporting oh, wow. event in the arena in 97, your first figure skating, event. my first event, everybody's first yeah. event. I mean, um, and not only that, but uh, it'll select the Olympic team. Uh, so one month later, whoever you'll see here in person in Nashville wins, going to represent the United States in Beijing. Wow. And, uh, you know, I think the importance of, of, of this event, too, and that you can't have travel to China is really going to be important for the families and the athletes and 
um, and really everybody that's going to represent the U.S. and and there'll be there'll be kind of a great send off party on Sunday night here after the event. And um, anytime I think you can tie to the Olympics and for me, kind of wave the flag a little bit. Yeah. It's going to be a pretty cool event and opportunity for our city. Well, in the Winter Olympics, figure skating is the most watched of all the sports as well. Yeah, you know, I I think you're going to start seeing that high. But, yeah, if you watch the Winter Games, we all know the figure skating and skiing probably dominate mm-hmm. the prime time. And NBC is going to be hot and heavy here during that first week of January in Nashville. And for four or five nights, really get some great uh, public relations for the city and uh, looking forward to it. it. It's one of those one-off events that you you get a periodic chance to host that uh, is going to be pretty special. This was special. Thank you. <laughs> well, hey, I, I enjoyed it. It's uh, kind of like old home week. <laughs> you know? With an emphasis on old, right? I got it. Well, <laughs> you said it, Craig. Yeah. I hope it, his wish list, I was going to answer for you, is to be back here 10 years from now still doing this, talking to us. About I hope so. Everything's I, going. A date. You got it. Yeah. All right. If you invite me, I'll be here. 2031. We're here. <laughs> We're booking down. Scott Ramsey, C- you're the CEO of the Transperfect Music City Bowl. Yeah. Or, or, I get <laughs> yeah. The, or I take the trash out if they need that Cheap done. Cheap bottle washer. Yes. yes. Yeah. Whatever. Thanks as always. So. Good time. Thanks, guys. Greg, uh, fun. Again, you know, yep. another great guest. Well, again, want to thank Music City Todd Rotermel and all the folks here at the Omni Nashville Hotel Kitchen Notes, allowing us this great venue uh, to uh, have a wonderful guest today. That's really good. Again, thanks to you, Payne Bone and Wilson County Hyundai for the sponsorship. We appreciate you very much. That's it. You're listening to the official 615 podcast. <laughs>